What is the case? Our Mishnah says at the bottom of Vovam with Beis, that Sadinet Haishot Vet Achbarin Misade Hailan Misade Halavan Kedarko Bemoyed Vishvit. Both on Cholamoyed and during Shemitah, you're allowed to trap the moles and the rats from the field because they damage the field, and we're allowed to do anything to save, we're allowed to do those Malachot which are there to save loss. Um, and the moles and the rats damage the field. The Tosefta br- brings the same statement, uh, but adds one phrase. Um, and, we've, and the Gemara brings the Tosefta. You can trap the moles and the rats from any type of field. Kedarko, in the normal way that you do it. And then the Tosefta adds, Umacharivin malim. And you can also destroy the nests of ants, because the ants are also, da- are also damaging. Ketzad macharivin. And then the Tosefta goes into uh, some agricultural advice. How do you do that? How do you get rid of ants, of ants' nests? Rabbi Shimon Gamliel has an amazing method, method to do that. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, you bring sand from one nest and you throw it into the other nest. And they do the job for you. They, they exterminate one another. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Says Rashi, why? Because they smell the, the sand and they don't recognize the sand. The sand is alien. And then they get into a state and then there's a world war inside the ant, the ant's hill and they destroy one another. They wipe each other out. That's what Rameshim Gamliel says. Rabbein Chananel adds one word, really, which is very important. And he says, You bring the sand with ants in it. You don't just, you don't just inject the sand into the, into the uh, nest. You actually bring alien ants. So now you've got a racial issue going on there. You've got ants from two different uh, two different areas. And says the Gemara, Omar Rabbi Yehme Bar Shalmaya Mashmeda Abaya. Rabbi Yehme Bar Shalmaya said in the name of Abaya, "Vehu dekoi betray Avri Nahara," and they will only reject the ants that you insert if they come from the other side of the river. Vehu deleka Gishra, and that's provided there's no bridge across the river. <laughs> and there's no little ropes going across the river. There's no way that the ants could cross the river. That's how alien they have to be. But if they could have met one another once, then they're not going to fight with each other. They're not going to destroy each other. So you've got to bring real alien ants into the community and you insert them and then they destroy each other. Almost human, <laughs> says the... Um, and, and that's quite interesting. So that, that's the way ants, ants are. Now we have the, the famous posuk in Mishle and Perik Vov, Lech el namala atzel vechakam. Go to the, the ant, you lazy one, see its methods, its ways, and become wise. Uh, and we've got the Gemara in Eruvin, that ilmale lo nitna Torah, yinu lameyim, sinyut mechatul, v'gezel minamala, v'arayot miyonad, eretz mitanagol. If the Torah wasn't given, we would learn midos from the animals. Each animal has a midah in 
instinctually, which we have to develop counter-instinctually. If we had it instinctually, we wouldn't have to study it from the animals. We would just do it. So here's the interesting thing. Our midas are not instinctual. We have to work on our midas. We have to cultivate midot. The animals don't, each animal doesn't have all the midot. Each animal only has one midot. But that one midot we can learn from the animal and the um, and we can cultivate that midot. And then the Gemara gives examples. It's new from the cat, theft from the, from the ant. The Medrash in, in, in Shoftim tells the story of how they watched a, a, an ant. Rabbi Shimon ben Chalafta was watching an ant and it dropped a, a, a grain of wheat and they all smelt it, walked past the grain of wheat and smelt it and left alone until the original one. Look how carefully he was watching and studying these ants. He must have marked the original one. And he noticed the original one come back and came back and fetched it, but no other ant had taken it away. So they're very makbid on gezel. So what do we see with the ants? They respect boundaries. Now they have a natural respect for, for boundaries and, and they respect ownership and boundaries without a shoter and a shofet. They don't have a legal system. It's intuitive. It's just inside them. That's something that's natural for them. We have to cultivate that. We have to develop that meter. There's a beautiful malbim. The malbim is, is just so fascinating. Firstly, his, his parish is so fascinating, as you know. Uh, 19th century was Robin Bucharest, where he got into trouble. Uh, he used to. He was very concerned about the reform movement and the efforts to remove kedusha from Torah and make it into something secular. And so, and he fought the the reform movement and he got into trouble. Eventually, got into jail in Bucharest. Moses Montefiore, of all people, uh, was able to get him out of, of of prison. And then he went from place to place. He had a difficult life. He wrote a wonderful parish on Shulchan Aruch. He started writing on on Arachaim called Artsus Achaim, I think it's called. Um, and and that was had he continued that he would have been known as one of the Gedolei uh, Halomdim. He would have been a in in the world of Lomdus. He would have been very very great. But he decided that the the period the era required the work on Tanakh. So he stopped the work on on Shulchan Aruch and he dedicated himself to the work on Tanakh to prove the divinity of Tanakh because that's what was being challenged at the time and to show how every word and what it means and where it comes from and to integrate Torah Shabbat into the Torah Shabbat to integrate the oral and the, and the written Torah together so that people saw the integrated whole. It was really designed to elevate Torah and he felt that was more important than being another parish on Shulchan Aruch. And he writes here very beautifully um, that, it, that all the forces of, of Maise Bereshis, of the creation, are in the human being. A human being has a little bit of everything. Every Bria, every creation that is in the world, there's something of it in the human. Um, and anything that you find in an animal, you can know is also in some ways in the human being. Uh, and you'll find among the animals, But what the Gemara in Eruvin is telling you is, seek out those Midot in animals that they don't need for their survival. And you would ask yourself, so why are they there? Everything that animals have is to encourage their survival. But there's some midot that they don't need. And, and the ant is the example how it stores, the Gomorrah says it stores, the medrash brings it, it stores so much more food than it could possibly need. It doesn't need this resource. It doesn't need that level of, of, of hard work and effort and not wasting a moment and never stopping to, it doesn't need that. It, it needs a fraction of what it works for. And Hashem hits bi'ag bam midah zushi mod ha'adam mimen 
when you find the meadow that each animal has that it doesn't need for purposes of evolution, then you've got to know the reason for that midah is to teach us. And that's why the Torah says, the Gemara says, You learn how not to be lazy from the Namala, and so on. But what you've got to learn is, What you've got to learn from the ant is not how to spend your entire time gathering more and more food. Uh, because that's what the ant does. You've got to apply that to Chochmah. That's why it says, It doesn't say, and, and imitate it, and become a, a, a Zariz. It's not, it doesn't say that. It says, apply it to Chochmah. All the things you learn from the animals apply to the pursuit of wisdom. And, and, and then if you, if you pursued wisdom as focusedly and as energetically as the ant pursues food, then you're, you're okay, you're going to be good. So from each animal, take something that you can be v'chakam, you can, you can work with with chokhmah. The um, Ben Yoyada, the um, Ben Ishchai, asks a wonderful question. He says, it says, If the Torah weren't given, we would learn tzniut from the cat and gezel from the from ants. And now that we do have the Torah, now we learn it from the Torah. Does that mean we shouldn't learn it from the animals? Yes, says the Ben Yehuda, we should not learn it from the animals. We should learn it from Torah, not from the animals. Why? We're afraid that if you study the animals and that becomes your source of morality, that you're actually learning character from animals, you, you won't know what, which, you won't know where to stop, where to draw the line. Not everything the ant does is wonderful. And you won't know what you should be learning from the ants and what you shouldn't be learning for the ant. For example, the Ben Yehoyada doesn't bring this, but here we have a case. Here's something the ant does, which is terrible. An ant comes into its, into its nest from somewhere else, from across the river, and they'll destroy themselves. They'll destroy the entire community rather than collaborate with the new ants, rather than integrate the new ants. That's something you don't want to learn from the ants. But let's, let's unpack it and analyze it, because this is the extreme case of, of, of xenophobia, and we see it in the Bria. So the first thing we see is that xenophobia is natural. That doesn't mean it's right, it just means it's natural, and one has to, and a human being has to overcome it. A human being, it's counterintuitive, it's counterinstinctual not to be xenophobic. And how do, you, how do you counter xenophobia? Not just in oneself, but in communities, by building the bridges. So what, what does it tell us? That if there's any kind of connection, they'll tolerate them. So racism and intolerance and, um, and, and discrimination, all of that is because there are no bridges. There's no connection. A person who's completely strange, an ant that is completely strange to another ant, will be rejected. And people, if they haven't worked on their midot, if they're not Bale Torah, they haven't worked on their midot, they'll be the same. The natural thing is for, for a creature to reject an alien, even of its own species. That's natural. And what overcomes that natural is the building of connections, the building of relationships. So the first thing one has to do if one wants to get closer to people who are very different is build connections, build relationships, bridges. You start with little things. Uh, the, the Gemara says even a, if not a gishra, if not a bridge, then a gamla, if not a gamla, then a metzra, just something, some way of connection. Because when people are in some way connected with one another, just like ants, 
they're more tolerant. You understand that another human being like me, we're not that different. So you start to build little bridges in order to create connection. And from the connection comes um, much more understanding and collaboration eventually. And then you can build a community of people who are very different from one another. And it, and it works okay. But the other thing, of course, that one has to see from here is to overcome that within oneself. Our natural tendency is when there's somebody very different that's inserted into our community, there's, there's a, a subtle form of rejection. And how often do you hear people say a particular place is clicky? It's difficult to break in. Those are all xenophobic words. That's all that it means. I'm rejected. I don't feel accepted. Uh, it's not easy for somebody who's not from the click to feel, to feel accepted. And sometimes it's because of language. And sometimes it's because of culture. Talking even within the Jewish community, even within the Frum community, it, th this happens all the time. And you've got Haredim, and you've got Hasidim, and you've got Sfaradim, and you've got... Who cares? At the end of the day, these are people that come together and collaborate. We spoke on Shabbos about the importance of knowing your own Messiah. That's important. The ant respects boundaries. That's great. I know what's mine. I'm secure in what's mine. I don't want what is anybody else's. And that's not only in Gashmiut, that's in Ruchniut as well. I know my tradition. I don't want somebody else's tradition. I know my minhagim. I don't have to imitate other people's minhagim. I know the Makorot. I know the sources of who I am and where I come from. I don't need to take a little bit of this and a little, and a little bit of that. I'm, I'm secure within myself. So the precondition of it is that, re, that respecting boundaries. But now that we respect boundaries, we've also got to be able to reach over the boundaries to make sure that people feel accepted, that people feel part of a community, and that chas v'shalom, we don't behave like the ants and uh, and destroy one another totally. So this that we're told, Shlomo Amelach tells us, and learn from the namala wisely. Don't learn blank from everything the namala says. Don't don't treat the namala like the Jew, like the people of the 21st century treat the internet. Whatever it says is good. Whatever it says is right. Whatever it says is true. We saw on Shabbos how, how fake that can be even in Torah. Whether there can be lies and distortions and, and frauds. And, and, and one has to be able to differentiate. The same when you're learning from the ant. Don't learn everything from the ant. You're learning from the cat. The Ben Yehudaya says, the cat's a thief. It steals stuff off your table. Don't learn everything from the cat. Each one of these things has negative sides as well. Be very careful what you learn from where you learn it. Uh, learn the right things from the animals and from the from the ant. Learn, apply its energy to the pursuit of wisdom. Respect, understand its respect of boundaries, and learn to develop that same respect for boundaries. That sense of of, of satisfaction with who and what I am and what I've got. All of that's good to learn from the namala. But when we see the behavior of the namala, that you can actually destroy the nest by introducing strangers into the nest. Don't make your communities like a community of ants. Make, make sure that as much as we respect the differences between people, we can reach over those differences and love people and care for people and incorporate people and collaborate with people, not only irrespective from where they come, but, but it's particularly when they're different because there's so much richness that one can gain from being able to see the world through the eyes of somebody who's very different.